What do you think would happen if I didn't show up to this Vanity Fair event? I've already RSVP'd and given them a list of phony dietary restrictions just to cause a scene. I told them I was pesca pescatarian, which is one who eats solely fish who eat other fish. I think my absence would be noted. Welcome to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello, amazing podcast listeners. I'm Sam. This is the Chris and Sam podcast. Chris is here. Hey, how's it going? Episode 99's here. We're one away from 100. Woohoo! Well, uh, do I say woohoo next week? Uh, I suppose I do. Oops, spilt my wine, bugger. Yep, that'll probably happen next <laughs> week too. <laughs> yeah, it'll be. Uh, I'll be finishing off that fireball I bought yep. next week. Oh, you'll be finishing it off, you think. You might have to get another bottle. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll and, see. And the laugh of Chris will definitely be activated next weekend. Oh, yes. Actually, oh, it's yes, going to be yes, activated yes. this weekend. But before we get on to that, how's your week been? Uh, <laughs> okay, so um, bad news, then good news, then not so amazing news. Bad news was, oh, dude, this is the worst season they've had for... for um, killing animals. Killing animals. Yeah, is that basically what it is? the carving thing. And so uh, it's like, oh, this is terrible. Uh but this yeah, is we're new- not going to be able to give you all this this work, and then it's like, but what? So that's the bad news. Good news is we'll guarantee we'll keep you twenty hours a week at least until your contract's out. In yeah. the end of October. Oh, yeah, that's great news. Uh, and then the other what news was? Oh, what you can do is um, adult bovine serum production, which I never knew was a thing. Like I honestly just thought it was the calf and the other one. Yes, so did Fetal. I. Because that's all I'd ever heard of. But anyway. Uh, I reckon there's another one that they're not telling you about. There's a port, possibly. There's a fourth I mean, who level knows? in that hidden somewhere in there. So the guy said to me after my first uh, trial half day doing this, so what did you think of your first day? And I was like, I think it's vegetarian hell. I've discovered vegetarian hell. So basically I'm up to my elbows in blood and blood clots. Um, you know, it does not sound um, appealing at all. No, anytime you tell and anyone this, and it's like big, but it's heavy work too. My shoulders today because I did a full day today is uh, uh, big containers, eh? Twenty liter containers, so that's about twenty kg. Well, you know, yeah, some of them aren't full, some of them are, but yeah, say up to twenty kg. And how many do we do today? Fifty, sixty of them. And I've got to pour the blood out of them into a thing, and then I've got to squeeze the bags, and I clean clean all the things. It's just, oh, my God. Sounds crazy. Oh, and they have this uh, separator, right? And so you're cleaning, you're taking this big machine apart, and you clean it, and it's got um, some cones. This is the, the core of the separator. Okay. And imagine a funnel that's stacked, you know, uh, a funnel that you, yeah, yeah. you, you know, and there's all these thin funnels stacked and the the things the blood spins through it and and it squeezes through the gaps in them okay there's 118 of them and, and you have got to every one of them every one of them individually oh wow and <laughs> they just ages. pop back in uh yeah yeah i don't reassemble the machine i just strip it down and rinse all the bits and the other dude reassembles it in the morning fair enough Fair yeah, so enough. anyway, so there you go. Vegetarian hell is probably sums up my week quite nicely so far. But hey, at least I'm getting paid. 
That's right. Payment is always good. Um, I've just been... Well, I went back to work. I had eight days off, so I guess I better make an appearance. I worked out I'm only working 11 days this month, so that's good. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, as you do. My nose is all stuffed up, so I don't know what's going on. If I cough, I apologize. But um, I'm look- going to move my wine over that side behind the monitor then. Good plan. <laughs> L- looking forward to um, tomorrow's last day of work for the week and then into 48 hours. So Yeah, 48-hour film festival. So I'm, I'm going to miss out on this one this year, unfortunately. The plan was Sam and I were both going to be part of it and get into it. Uh, unfortunately, I got a better offer, <laughs> so I'm off to Spark One Innovation Unconference. Um, first time I've been since it's been called Spark One because it was Telecom One when I went. Got Sam. I went along a few years ago and brought Sam along, which yeah, is pretty cool. I think so I've been cool. twice. Yeah, that's so, right. So yeah, no, um, so that's cool. And um, we and that's where the fireball. I went and bought some fireball today uh, to drink up there with uh, with the good folks at the Spark One. Lush monster, basically. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know if he's sort of worthy, but you know. I think the time I went and you weren't there, the moonshine lady was there. Oh right, and she had all this moonshine, and I got pissed as on uh, apple pie moonshine. I think you told me about that, dude. I'm so gutted because I've never seen you pissed as. <laughs> oh, you don't want to. <laughs> oh no, next week. Hundredth well, episode. We'll see. I'm not promising anything. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I might have to buy another bottle of Fireball. No, no. So we've got um, rain on Saturday, and um, I'm optimistic it's going to go okay. Is all I'm going to say. <laughs> and, the, and, and we're talking about the filming now. If you didn't, catch oh yeah, that the filming. Yet. Yeah, yeah. So, so he's do he, he's going to be not worried about anything else to do with the filming. Grip, um, key, a key grip, key grip, key grip. So basically, he's going to be laying cables out in the rain. <laughs> All the electrical stuff. I hope you've got um, isolators. I do. There's a big-ass new one down there. <laughs> nice. Make sure you take that along. Yeah. Because uh, I wouldn't trust them. That no, time. no, no. Gar, Gar knows that stuff, doesn't he? Is he? Yeah, Gar's all over it. Yep. Gar's so, um, part-time grip and boom operator and then second position's grip. Sweet. Sweet. So, yeah, it sounds like these guys have got a pretty big team. So we did a bit of a uh, fundraising effort on Give a Little, and I can say that now because I'm not asking you guys to put money in because it's Thank you to off. everyone that did. Yeah, yeah. If, if awesome. you're listening and you did, that was awesome. Particularly a shout-out to uh, Ivan. Is it Ivan? Ivan? I can't remember. Random dude off Twitter. Thank the, you. <laughs> the dude he off probably Twitter. does listen. Like He uh, probably stalks me yeah. or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think it's Ivan. I think that's how you say his name. I'm not sure because I saw it written and obviously not pronounced. But uh, put in, um, what did he put in the first time? 100 bucks. Uh, 60 of that has to be on champagne. Yeah. And then, um, and then 40 bucks. He, he went on again and goes, oh, yeah, you're going to want some beer. So he gave us another 40 bucks for beer. And I talked to um, Ben today because the money's going into his account and said, dude, don't forget, we have to have the champagne and beer and we have to do that on social. And we, Ivan has to know that we did Yeah, that. yeah. And he goes, yep. We'll do that. So that's cool. Thanks, Ivan. Um, and, and everybody else that put money in. But basically, the money was to uh, get catering. Feed us. Uh, I got a follow-up from last week. Yes. Um, we were talking about blind people paying for money. Oh, so yeah. So I, yeah. I started Googling it, and there's a blind association, which is the largest, um, I think it's Blind Citizens NZ, actually, and it's the largest group in New Zealand for people with disabilities. Yeah. And they've got a whole bunch of requirements that they wanted in banknotes and i don't think they did a whole bunch of them but there was um 
identifiers that they wanted on the banknotes. So anyway, I did a bit more digging and I ended up at the Reserve Bank of New Zealand website and they're talking about all their brand new notes and it says here, the Reserve Bank considered using Braille and other tactile features on the banknotes but was not satisfied these could be incorporated into the notes without causing production, processing and durability issues. Now they did this consultation with the Blind Foundation, the Blind Citizens NZ and Retina New Zealand Incorporated and they all agreed with it. Yet the Australians now have it. So, yeah, so it, it's interesting. interesting. I mean, like you said, it's sold by a Melbourne company, so the Australians might have had to buy it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it'd be some um, sort of back, shady back, back deal, deal freaking political thing. Um, and, and that does make sense to me in terms of production costs and produ- and whether it's durable or not. Oh, I just thought it was interesting that I found an article about it. Yeah, yeah, but no, no, it's cool. But uh, I because I read the article. Um, because you posted the link in our little uh, oh yes, there. that's what we do. And um, yeah, and it said that the one of the things that it has got is the raised ink, so they can feel that. Yeah, it, is it I 10 was ten or twenty yeah. by the sounds of it. I think um, I only had like a five dollar note, so I couldn't test it with anything else. <laughs> you had cash. Actually, I don't do cash. <laughs> we no, but another follow up from last week. I think last week we were talking about we were doing the planning meeting. For TEDx? Yeah, that was coming up. Yeah. That was coming up. I was the facilitator, so I did so a bit of Sam yelling. Sam did a fantastic job, and we got great feedback from Gloria. Apparently. Ma- main, mainly was, oh my God, what a difference a haircut makes. <laughs> so I, was, oh, I, sent awesome. to, I sent to you yesterday when you were telling me that, hey, she's never seen me with hair down to my shoulder. But you know what? She's never seen me clean shaven either. That would freak her right out if oh, I no. turned up you, like she a twelve year old. No. Yeah, and that's the thing. Sam does if he's clean shaven, he looks like oh, you're just out of school. It's yeah, terrible. Yeah. Look real young. Um, <laughs> so that was quite an interesting meeting. Amateur hour is now over. Yeah, and, there is. <laughs> um, that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Hopefully, moving forward, going to get some more in uh, bigger positions, head, yep. head role sort of things, and. Yeah, yeah. So we got a bit of a structure. A friend of mine uh, dragged him along, um, roped him in, and it looks like he's going to take on uh, production manager. So that's pretty cool. Uh, project manager, production project manager, project manager. Sorry, I got production in the brain with all the blood I've been produ- producing. Do you know what I saw this week? And it was on social media, I guess. The little spark robots. Do you see them? No. They um. So the new iPhone Seven got announced. Without yeah. its headphone jack. Yeah, yeah. And you can pre-order them. So somewhere in Auckland, apparently, Spark have these little tiny robots that are only uh, 200 mil high, 8 inches tall, whatever. And there's like, I think there's like 50 of them. And they're just standing there. They're white. And they're all like wiggling, like with their arms and stuff. They're not moving, I don't think. But stuck to the front of them is like an iPhone. And it's the people that have reserved their... um. <laughs> Their phones have their own robot standing in line for them. <laughs> and the chick on the thing I saw, she's like, oh, I'm, I better see what my robot's up to. And she calls it and it automatically answers. And she's seeing all these robots in front of her robot. And someone's there looking after them. So I thought <laughs> that was pretty cool. That's looking. pretty good. That's pretty good. Sometimes Bart can do some uh, good PR stuff. That that's pr- sounds pretty good. I can't believe I haven't heard it. You know who's not doing good PR? The Chiefs? The Waikato Chiefs. What a bunch of dicks. All right. So, yeah, this was my little thing here. I've just dropped the phone. Don't worry. Bounce test is good. 
Yep. Well, you know. You know what? It's not a. So the Samsung Galaxy Note has been um, in the news because it's been exploding. Yeah, yeah. They're doing. You can't have it on an airplane, right? So that's okay. They're doing announcements at like regional airports. Like Dunedin was like, if you have one of these phones, you cannot bring it on the plane. That last week, someone heard it while they were there. Wow. And do you know what they've come out with like yesterday? They're now warning people not to even turn them on. Like they're that explosive. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got a public service announcement. I think it was Neil, our mate Neil, Fecker, Neil. Um, and he said, who we spoke to the, on the phone the yeah, other day, yeah. it was, um, you know, if you have one of these, turn it off. Don't. I'm not joking. Turn yeah. it off. And they've, oh, it's crazy. But do you know what's happening? A lot of people aren't heeding the warning from Samsung because they're so freaking happy with their new product. They're not returning them and they're getting their product. So I think it's in France, and it could possibly happen worldwide if it gets too bad. Uh, Samsung's going to nuke basically the phones remotely, just disable them. Wow! Because the it makes sense to they do have that. To. It makes sense to do that. Well, it, just, you nuke it, and then people are going to bring it in. What the hell's wrong with my phone? Well, you know, because soon as someone blows up on a plane and they go, it was a Samsung Galaxy Note Seven or whatever they call them. Yeah. No, big, but they're selling heaps in Syria. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just strap <laughs> well, like 10 of them to him. Well, Do we need to ring it? Do we need to ring it? No, no, no. Just no, wait. We'll just turn it on when we get on the plane. You just shake. <laughs> but back to the uh, PR. Well, I, I so I, Sam's seen this because um, I mentioned it to him. But if you haven't seen it, we will put a clip uh, on the uh, show note. The Miracle Mattress. This was a TV ad in the States because obviously 9-11 is just gone because they have their um, dates screwed up. So those of you what? that think 9-11 is 9th of November, which most of us would think, uh, no, it's the 11th of September because they're backwards. Anyway, 9 um, 11s just been, and some miracle mattress company did a TV ad, a 9-11-themed Twin Tower sale commercial, and it's pretty bad. I mean, it's pretty bad. It's very amateur as well. It's pretty bad ad as as general. It's like our bedpost lady ad oh, here is pretty bad. The thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty crap, but totally bad taste. What interested me most, though, was the um, – so there's a huge backlash, obviously – was the uh, letter from the owner. So I'm going to read this out. Effective immediately, our Miracle Mattress store will be closed indefinitely. We will be silent through the 9-11 anniversary, so obviously this will happen just before, to avoid any further distractions from a day of recognition and remembrance for the victims and their families. We take full responsibility for our actions and sincerely regret the hurt and pain caused by this disrespectful advertising campaign. Miracle Mattress will deliver a public statement next week highlighting accountability actions taken within the company. We will also describe plans to offer support to the 9-11 Memorial and Victims Fund. There is very little we can do to take away the hurt we have caused, but we can begin with silence through the anniversary and then do our best to follow up with actions that reflect the seriousness of our mistakes. Now, on a final note, there has been several fake social media accounts created in an attempt to attack commenters and those expressing outrage. Miracle Mattress, its ownership and its employees will not be engaging on any personal attacks or responses on any social media platform. Any account doing so is unauthorized. 
Additionally, I will be the only individual making official comments or statements on behalf of Miracle Mattress. Respectfully, Mike Bonanno, um, owner of Miracle Mattress. Now, that's ballsy, right? Yeah, I mean, that's... He own, shut that, the company down yep. indefinitely. That's owning up to the problem. And he said, we screwed up. We, you know, it's all our fault. What we're going to do is we're going to sort something out for the, 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 the people we've offended. The, in this case, we're going to do some donations to the memorial fund, da-da-da-da-da. And, you know, um, and don't listen to anybody else because there's all these trolls out there, which is, you know, a, a bit of an afterthought. But to me, as soon as I read this, I'm like, the people that should read this are the chiefs. <laughs> yeah, they've had their uh, not independent inquiry. Yeah, and uh, found that nothing was really wrong, and if they need except to... that they should do their parties in private. Yeah, in uh, private because that's where you want to abuse and uh, is that the right word? Abuse, yeah, yeah abuse, abuse. Uh, abuse people in general. So you know, yeah. as long as no one sees it's behind closed doors, then it didn't really happen. Bunch of idiots, man! Uh, I you just can't <coughs> believe that they did that. Like they they went that far. It, it just blows that, my so mind. So that's a whole collective group of idiots led by idiots. Um, our next story, uh, this is one you put down, is talking about another idiot who has the backing of a very wealthy family. And oh. this is another bloody oh. thing that just makes you angry about how things work here in this country sometimes. So Nicholas Delegate. So hopefully you've heard about this. Actually, it's funny because I haven't been watching the news lately, so I'm that's I've good, because the news is crap. But yeah, you know, Sam always says that. Um, Nicholas Delegate was um, on the booze. Uh, as you are, as you, know, you do. He's an Otago University student, so that, that's probably par for course most for most of them. But then he punches a policewoman, and I, I don't know the details behind it, whatever happened, um, and she ended up being hospitalized and spent two months off, off work. But not only did he punch her to unconsciousness, he still hit her when she was unconscious. And uh, he resisted arrest, obviously. He applied for name suppression and was and a discharge without conviction, but that was denied. So that's something at least. At least he got convicted. Um, yeah. But, you know, he got sentenced for that to 300 hours community service in order to pay 5000 in emotional harm and reparation. Now... Man, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, so you're showing that level of disrespect towards the police. Now, I understand the police are not the best people in all circumstances and all the rest of it. But generally, in the majority of cases, they're trying to look out for you and they're trying to help you. And regardless, there's no excuse for punching someone unconscious and then continuing to hit them when they're unconscious. Particularly if it's a woman. I mean, if I was around, I think I would have lost my crap and just beat the crap out of that dude, that kid. I really do. I mean, if I'd witnessed that, I think I'd just lose the lose my plot totally. And I still feel like that. I still think if I saw him walking past, I go, yeah, I could probably land one good punch and go to you know do a bit of community service for it. I could knock him out. So. Good yeah. to know. Uh, the sad thing is that's the second time she's been knocked unconscious in the in the uh, line of duty. She got beaten up about two years ago as well. Holy crap. Who would be a cop, man? I don't know. Uh, talking about dumb... Uh, but yeah, so what do oh. we do with this dude, though? I mean, I maybe this is a call-out. If you see this dude, smack him one. I don't think you can say that. 
I just did. Honestly, I can't hear you. Honestly, that just drives me nuts. Um, so uh, you know my background, the, the karate thing. It was pretty old school, hard school things. Um, yes. One of the guys, I'll tell you a story. Nick, he was a a Christchurch Dunedin, Dunedin, Dunedin South no, Islander, South Islander, hard man. Hard man, and this this guy's like twenty years older than me. I was a teenager when I was hearing these stories. Yeah, but um, so he was he worked late shift, and he was going home, and these skinheads in this house. It might have been Christchurch. Christchurch, yeah. it sounds like. Um, oh yeah, he was working a wharf, so yeah, little bit wharf. That makes yep. sense. Um, so yeah, he's coming home late shift. These guys started abusing the hell out of him. He's like, "What are you saying? What are you saying?" All right, and they he goes, "Okay, all right, see you later." Goes home. <laughs> Goes to bed, has a good sleep, gets up at four in the morning, goes back to this house and just breaks down the door and smacks everybody in there. Just wakes them up and smacks them, wakes them up, smacks them. People started getting up, they were blurry. He just beats the crap out of everybody in the house and goes home. Okay. (laughs) That is justice. Yeah, I mean, uh, okay. Um, Can you go back and bleep out his surname? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> I'll do that for you. I have the technology. Uh, do you know what is? Here's another stupid ruling, right? This is this happened this week. A tenant who let her dogs urinate throughout a house despite a no pets policy does not have to pay to replace the ruined carpets. Now that seems a bit rough. So the tenancy tribunal ruling uh, said, no, no, uh, it's all good. So the parents. So, hang on. So they signed a lease that said no pets. No pets. Yep. Hang on. Does it say how many dogs she had? I'm assuming there's millions of them. Not sure. Hang on. I'll... So the landlord's insurer pursued them for the cost. Oh, no. This is different. So they, the Osaki practice note stated that if tenants showed on the balance of probabilities the damage was unintentional and the landlord was insured, the tenant would not have to pay up. There was a 500... Russ said the insurance company... They didn't even have to pay the excess? No, that's not saying something about here. Uh, The insurance company informed him each identifiable instance of damage caused by the dog's waste would count as a separate claim, as would each room. There was a $500 excess, and with at least 10 noticeable spots in each room, the total excess would have worked out to be $25,000, making a claim pointless, he said. Uh, So they're doing some changes in the way tenancy works with bloody stupid people. Uh, Did you see the total cost of um, cleaning out, um, what do you call them? I have no Men- idea what you're talking about. I know. I, just, <laughs> I don't know where you're going here. No, no, no. I saw a headline and it was the Ministry of Housing Houses. What are they called? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. I know um, what you mean. Yeah. Their, their, their total bill, I think, for the last year was, was it $2 billion to clean meth labs? Or oh, some stupid what? price. Really? Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. State houses. State houses, that's the word. Hang on. I, I might just... Uh, corroborate that uh, date houses. See, if it was me, I would have just stated it with uh, total aplomb and everybody believe what I said, um, even though I was just making that crap up. Um, but Sam is research focused and he likes to have the actual real facts. And, and Normally I would, but this I think that's came- a bit pesky, but you know, you know no, I'll, I'll, it just I'll, came to me that uh, <laughs> what we were talking about. It's the thing is when you type meth lab in there, there's like twenty companies now that go around cleaning houses and doing meth lab test kits. You told I told and, you about that, eh? Uh, I don't know what's the story. Um, we might have. What the same was it called? 
I uh, what do they call testing bad? I got oh, the, I got bad. the website testing bad. When I got told I was getting made redundant from telecom, there was one company doing that, and I thought, right, I'm going to set up a testing uh, company to test uh, real estate. Yeah, yeah, for for properties and stuff like that. Um, so I got the domain name and I did a little bit of research, but I decided it wasn't the sort of thing I really wanted to get into. Okay, that sounds like an amazing story. Uh, but I thought the name was good, Testing Bad, because Breaking Bad was, you know, it was a couple of years ago. It was- oh, it sounds pretty good. Uh, there's a whole bunch on there now. Drug Zero, EnviroCheck, blah, blah, blah. The only reason I sort of know that is because our flatmate uh, looks after her mum's rental property. She's there... The tenants they've got moving in that she's been sorting stuff out with, like, smoke alarm and that, they said, has this been tested for meth? And they were saying that, by law, she has to get that done. And she was asking me, and I said, I don't think that's law yet. No, no, I don't think so. That, you know, you could you could just... But you can buy these at-home test kits. You buy, and they send them to you, and you swap things, I guess, and send it back. Yeah, yeah. So for $200, you get the results and everything. Yeah, um... It's definitely worth it if you're going to buy a place. Uh, I don't think she's got an issue there. Like the, no. Oh, yeah, no. Um, she's had that last tenant for ages and, yeah, wasn't that profile. So that's pretty cool. Anyway, so um, this weekend we've got – I've got the Spark One conference. I'm looking forward to that. I've got to organize uh, – what I've, I've got to pack tonight, I think, so I can – Go tomorrow. And you've got the 48-hour film festival. So we'll have a lot to talk about next week. But next week is the party. Uh, next, Yeah, so next week's podcast may be late. <laughs> Episode 100 will probably be late, to be honest. <laughs> Don't actually know what it's going to contain. Uh, uh, if we were organized, it could have been the best of the Chris and Sam podcast. There's only one thing I... The only thing that what's uh, we could talk about this next week, but the thing that sticks in my mind is the bloody what is it? The tape and the frick two magnets and a piece of tape. That's the <laughs> only thing I can remember, like freaking raging about. Oh so yeah, that was so. We funny. might play That's that. So funny. Uh, yeah, but what, what we're doing next week for those of you that don't know, we've got a um, a party. It's not a barbecue, although I think I might have set, called it a barbecue. You I'm, have. I've got to let everybody know that it's not actually a barbecue. Don't bring any meat. Um, I can supply the blood, no, but um, <laughs> but yeah. So we've got a bit of a party. We've got it's up in Auckland. We've got a bunch of people coming, including Jeremy Housen. Yay! Looking forward to catching up with you, dude. Uh, who's flying up from? I think he's flying out of Dunedin to get up here. Yeah, sounds about right. And um, yeah, and uh, a bunch of other podcasters from Auckland. So there'll be. Uh, it'll be a bit of a pod fest. There'll be pods a lot, a lot going of, this way and that a way. A lot of conversations happening. Yeah, some TV people there, some uh, filmmaking people there, some podcasting people there, a bunch of my friends, um, and your friends, obviously, too, and <laughs> our friends. And, um, yeah, it'll be – and a lot of alcohol. And neither of us have to drive. So, yeah, tie it on. Okay, someone's <laughs> someone's super excited about it. Um, Who would that be? Who would that be? Yes, yes, it's me. Yeah, I'm yes, a bit, it's bit worried about that actually. <laughs> so um, until yeah, until next week, I'm Sam. I'm Chris, and uh, thanks for listening. And make sure to check us out at the Chris's Hat Podcast dot com, Chris and Sam Pod on Twitter, and Chris and Sam the Pod- Chris and Sam Podcast Facebook. on Facebook. We're all right. over the place. Um, if you're lucky, I might update it this week. All right, see, see you ya. later. Bye. Bye. 
hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friends.